Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines... For the first time, HIV appears to have been eradicated from a patient using only a multi-drug cocktail raising hopes of a possible cure on the horizon. Poland's anti-LGBTQ president narrowly won re-election this past week. Chicago's gay neighborhood, Boys Town, might get a name change. Donald Trump's press secretary raised eyebrows when she claimed that the Trump administration has a great record when it comes to the LGBTQ community. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. For the first time, an HIV-positive patient has gone into long-term remission after being treated with a multi-drug cocktail raising hopes of a possible cure on the horizon. The patient, a 34-year-old Brazilian man diagnosed in 2012, was put on a three-drug regimen of antiretroviral therapy, ART, which was intensified with additional antiretrovirals plus a skin cancer preventative called nicotinamide, a water-soluble version of vitamin B3. Dr. Andre Saravino of the Instituto Superiore de Sanita in Rome, Italy, explained the approach in a presentation to the UK organization AIDSMAP prior to the 2020 International AIDS Conference in San Francisco this week. After 48 weeks, the intensified treatment was stopped and he returned to his normal three-drug regimen. In March 2019, he began a medically supervised treatment interruption, stopping completely his antiretroviral therapy. His last tests, taken on June 22, 2020, show his viral load has remained undetectable, meaning he has maintained viral suppression for more than 65 weeks without antiretroviral medications. The patient's HIV antibody tests also came back negative. Speaking to AIDSMAP, Seravino said the virus did not rebound. The viral DNA was maintained negative. The antibody response decreased over time. If the antibody decreases, it's possible that the virus has stopped its repetition. While exciting news, Seravino did caution the result is highly likely not to be reproducible, describing these results as preliminary. He noted that four other patients were given the same regimen, but HIV was not found to have been put in check in those individuals. The Brazilian patient is still being monitored to see if HIV has truly been eradicated from his system. Since the early 1980s, scientists have worked diligently to find a cure for HIV, which has infected more than 75 million people and killed almost 33 million since the AIDS epidemic began. Modern medications available today allow patients to control the virus and keep HIV in check, but Reuters reports there are an estimated 38 million people living with HIV today. There have been three prior reports of individuals apparently being functionally cured, meaning long-term remission of HIV, but those cases were the result of complicated, invasive bone marrow transplants. All three received transplants from donors with a mutated gene for the CCR5 protein found on white blood cells. While HIV relies on the protein to enter the cells, 
the mutated version apparently blocks the virus from attaching to those cells. As I mentioned earlier, the new case reported this week is the first to appear to eradicate HIV using only medications. Openly gay veteran news anchor Shepard Smith, formerly of Fox News Channel, has been announced to host a primetime news program on CNBC at 7 p.m. Eastern Time weeknights beginning this fall. After 23 years at Fox News, Smith abruptly announced his departure from the conservative news outlet last October after being warned of criticizing both Donald Trump and his Fox News colleague, Tucker Carlson. Smith became an early target of Donald Trump while at Fox News when the news anchor refused to flatter or pull punches regarding the Trump administration. In August 2019, just months before Smith left Fox News, Trump tweeted, quote, Watching fake news CNN is better than watching Shepard Smith. At the time of his exit from Fox, he was the only openly gay news anchor at the cable news channel. The newscast, which will be called The News with Shepard Smith, is set to launch in the fall. Smith's title will be Chief General News Anchor and Chief Breaking General News Anchor. He held similar titles at Fox News. In the past, CNBC's primetime schedule has been home to reality fare like The Prophet and Shark Tank. In a statement released by CNBC, Smith said, quote, I am honored to continue to pursue the truth, both for CNBC's loyal viewers and for those who have been following my reporting for decades in good times and in bad, end quote. Although CNBC generally focuses on financial and economic news, Dan Colarusso, CNBC's senior vice president of business news, said the new show will reach across news boundaries to tell rich, deeply reported stories across the entire landscape of global news. You may recall that Smith casually came out during an interview with HuffPost in October 2016. Congratulations to Shep. During a recent press briefing at the White House, Donald Trump's press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, dodged a question from Washington Blade reporter Chris Johnson about Trump's ban on transgender service members, which was announced out of the blue via Twitter three years ago. Johnson asked if Trump would reconsider the policy and mentioned that over 100 members of Congress have recently urged the Donald to end the ban, especially in light of the Supreme Court's recent ruling in Bostock v. Clayton County, which banned anti-LGBTQ workplace discrimination. The question led McEnany to abruptly pivot to the false claim that the president has a pro-LGBTQ record. After flipping through some pages in her notebook, she read from a page, I haven't talked to him about that specific policy, but this president is proud that in 2019, we launched a global initiative to end the criminalization of homosexuality throughout the world. He has a great record when it comes to the LGBT community. The Trump administration eased a ban on blood donations from gay and bisexual men, and he launched a plan to end the AIDS epidemic by 2030. Johnson tried to stay on topic by following up with questions pointing out that while the ban is still in place, there are over 14,000 active military service members who identify as transgender. Plus, polls show 70% of Americans support the rights of trans people to serve the country they love. And... Major medical associations say there's no problem with transgender people serving in the military. But McEnany brushed those facts aside before moving on to another reporter. Now, to 
to anyone paying attention to Donald Trump and his administration here on Earth One, it's clear that the Donald has a less-than-stellar record when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Here's just a short list of topics where Trump has attempted to harm or diminish the LGBTQ community. First, the Department of Health and Human Services rolled back a provision in the Affordable Care Act that banned anti-LGBTQ discrimination in healthcare settings. Last November, the Health and Human Services Department proposed removing regulatory provisions that explicitly prohibit organizations that receive grant funding from HHS from discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, sex, and religion. In addition to transgender military service members, Donald Trump has also attempted to discharge HIV-positive military members. The Department of Housing and Urban Development has proposed allowing homeless shelters to discriminate against transgender people. Trump's Justice Department has argued in favor of those seeking the right to discriminate against LGBTQ people in the workplace. P.S. They lost. Additionally, Trump has publicly stated his opposition to the Equality Act that would make discrimination against LGBTQ people against the law across the nation. And then, of course, there are the slaps in the face like refusing to issue a Pride Month proclamation, which President Obama did all eight years of his administration, as well as banning U.S. embassies from flying Pride flags during the month of June. And by the way, About that global initiative to end the criminalization of homosexuality that was announced last year, we haven't heard a word about it since it was announced. Any progress? Polish President Andrzej Duda, who has called the LGBTQ rights movement, quote, more destructive than Soviet-era communism, appears to have narrowly won re-election, with 51.2% of the vote in this past Sunday's election, according to the BBC. However, supporters of his more liberal opponent, Warsaw Mayor Rafał Trzaskowski, said there were irregularities in voting and indicated they might challenge the results. Even though voter turnout was high, with 58.2% of eligible voters taking part in the elections, Duda's margin of victory is the smallest of any president since Poland's communist government fell in 1989. Duda and his Law and Justice Party found their strongest support in rural areas and among older voters. As with other European nations with heavily Catholic populations, anti-LGBTQ sentiment is widespread in Poland. According to reports, nearly 100 towns have declared themselves to be, quote, LGBTQ-free zones, which the European Parliament has denounced, and those policies are currently being challenged in Polish courts. Additionally, there have been violent anti-LGBTQ attacks during pride parades in some cities. Currently anti-gay, Duda supports legislation that would ban so-called homopropaganda in public spaces, as well as a proposal that would prohibit adoption by same-sex couples. According to LGBTQ activist Bartosz Staszewski, Duda mentioned those measures often during his re-election campaign. Despite Duda's re-election, Staszewski noted, writing for The Independent, that, quote, the narrow results of yesterday's election show at least 50% of voters don't want to live in a society based on hate. It's time to act accordingly. Staszewski also noted the political energy of young Poles, writing, the LGBT plus struggle in Poland 
We'll continue, but we won't give up. Last year, we saw the largest number of pride marches across Poland. Young people do not believe in the primitive propaganda of the Law and Justice Party. The youth climate strikes, pride parades, and rainbow protests in small and big cities give us hope that young Poles will be the change we desperately need to see. One of the most famous LGBTQ neighborhoods in the United States is Boys Town in Chicago. The area is home to numerous LGBTQ businesses, including the Center on Halstead, one of the biggest LGBTQ centers in the world. The nickname was earned in the late 80s and early 90s. It became so common that it was formally adopted by the North Halstead Business Alliance, and its name is on banners around the area. In 1997, then-Chicago Mayor Richard Daley affirmed the area as the first official gay neighborhood in the United States. However, there are now moves afoot to potentially rename the district. Late last month, a petition was launched to find a new name. The petition's author, Devlin Camp, says that unlike other LGBTQ districts like the Castro in San Francisco, Boys Town is the only gendered queer district name in the U.S., as such, it could be regarded as unwelcoming for some in the LGBTQ community. Camp also highlights trans people experiencing transphobia, women experiencing sexism, and LGBTQ people of color experiencing racism in Boys Town, all reasons for the North Halstead Business Alliance to do whatever it can to make the district as welcoming and supportive as possible for all those on the LGBTQ spectrum. At the time that I record this, the petition has gained over 1,300 of its target 1,500 signatures. As interest in the petition has grown, the North Halstead Business Alliance issued a statement in response. It says it's reaching out to local businesses and organizations to get their views on the idea. The Chicago Tribune reports that the alliance has written to its members to get their important perspective on the notion of changing the name. In a statement, the alliance wrote, this process will likely take a few months, but as we listen to the community feedback and engage in broad-based efforts beyond just a possible name change, but a commitment to learning how to ensure the neighborhood moves forward as an inclusive and welcoming neighborhood for all. Camp, who is non-binary, told the Chicago Tribune, quote, We need something on our marketing, on our flags, that says what you should expect in this neighborhood. And what you should expect is queer people from all different intersections of queer identity, not just gay men. Camp has offered Legacy Way as an alternative suggestion to match the area's Legacy Walk. Joe Lewis, the co-chair of the newly formed Chicago Black Drag Council, offered suggestions like Queerville, Rainbow Way, and Newtown. Among those signing the petition, others have suggested Pridestown. Queer Town, or Q-Town. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Please remember, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. 
See you next time.